0: Hello, beautifuls. Oh, I'm so glad to be with you. I just realized I hadn't done a podcast since, like, I don't know, early February, and it's mid March. So I've been busy working on other things. Let me share that for just a bit. I'm doing what is called a blacked out Zoom gathering with only five seats. I love that. I love that we don't have to put our face on and get dressed. I did it. Uh, last Sunday, for the first time, and I had my p j s on so that 's pretty fun. The other thing about it is it's no agenda it 's free flow, so yeah, I can kind of get the party started and or I can put out a theme that 's really good, but um for the most part it 's free flow, and you get to ask what you want to ask. I love that, and I try to provide some real answers, right? Um, I want you to know too, I never work alone. I call on source or like I like to refer to it as the God of my understanding or creator energy. I also call on higher self. Um, I want you to learn how to do that too. And I'm putting that information out there in a hub where you can go in and print those directions off or listen to past episodes and that kind of thing. So I'll let you know more about that later when I get the login set up and everything. Pretty fun. So I want to get started today with a powerful, powerful um, share. It may be kind of short, but five very powerful things that we can do, a.k.a. Learn. (laughs) I love that. I love sharing how people can create. Create is the key word. Create (laughs) good into their lives and really learn how to design a life you actually love. Some people get into a way of being where they collect bad or sad experiences. Once that starts to happen, it can kind of roller coaster and we can continue 5, 10, 15, 20 years creating bad or sad experiences. I want us to learn how to lay down healing too. One of, the co- one of my coaches brought to me a couple of years ago, We've healed enough. And a lot of you have. Now it's time to step into creating. And as you create, There will be things that rise up that you do want to look at and you do want to heal. But at the same time, you're also creating a new way of being. I love that. And we can all do that. So to understand the value of creating, and I'm going to say versus healing, we want to start with number one for me and how I teach this is the art of stillness. And number two is being able to learn how to sit in the unknown. So we're working on being more patient with ourselves. We're working on delaying answers and being okay with that, right? delaying up to 24, 48, 72 hours, allowing ourselves to sit in the unknown and allowing the answers to come to us from within, from the unseen to the seen. Number three, developing ritual or a discipline. My greatest gift 28 years ago, was what I would call a ritual or a discipline that I do. And I give that to anyone and everyone. When I go to speak, I roll it up and tie a ribbon around it and give it as a gift. It was truly the greatest gift that I ever experienced. It's also one of the hardest things for people to start because it is mm, pretty important to start it in the beginning and to create a ritual or a discipline that you get comfortable with, and even mm, start to really love. Four is mastering feelings, aka emotions, not buying into, right? Not buying into the feelings that we have, aka our emotions, and understanding where our feelings and our emotions are coming from. Number five, the art of listening. Listening to your inner self and listening to the unseen and then others without a response, without reaction. Can you imagine sitting down and listening to your significant other without a response or without a reaction? Can you imagine being so calm and so centered and so grounded that you're able to listen to anything and everything that they say to you. And even I teach people to make notes. It's important that your people, the people in and around you in life are heard. When we are heard, we heal. And we, you and I want to become masterful listeners. It's not that we can't respond or that we don't need to respond. We do, but not in the moment, not when we're focusing on hearing every single thing they're saying to us, jotting down notes. And then we take that information and we say to them, may I process this and may I pray about it or however you want to describe that, you know, sit with it and get back with you. Seek permission to think about it, process it, pray about it, whatever, and get back to them. And then keep your word, right? Get back to them. Do it, process it, pray about it, all those things, and then get back to them. That gives you the opportunity to ask more questions. Uh, Gives you the opportunity to seek clarity. Again, reinforcing that you are interested In what they have to say and that you have the ability to seek more clarity and they love that and then you can give your what you come up with your your opinion your belief and no you do not have to agree you can agree to disagree with them and start working on those kinds of things being a-okay when you do this You're teaching them how to be with you as well. It won't take long. It's not going to happen instantly. But before long, they will do the same thing with you. You're actually, that's what they mean when they say you're teaching people how to treat you. And that is so true. But it starts with us. Everything. Everything starts with us. And number six, I wrote down the art of communicating. When you take the time to communicate, when you take the time to learn the art of communication, that will start with your higher power, creator, God of your understanding. You start to ask questions and communicate, as I teach with pen and paper, real conversational journaling, not just journaling journaling, I guess, helps. It gets it out of you and onto paper. But journaling in a way that is conversational, where you're seeking answers from higher power and or higher self, the unseen, your spirit guides, and so on, that is the beginning of real and beautiful and loving conversational relationships. When you have that peace, the serenity, the wisdom, the insight, the intuition that comes from those conversational relationships with higher power and higher self, then you're able to transition what you're learning to your people. That's the people that you love, the people in your life, and you're able to do it with zero attachment. Like you're able to share, this is what I heard, this is what I felt, this is what intuition was telling me about this, or that, and so on. So it's not like, mm, it's not like the old way of communicating, right? Where your dukes come up and you defend yourself, where your dukes come up and you're offended. Where your dukes come up and you're condemning and judging and critical and controlling. That is old communication styles that little humans gather along the way unless they've had some sort of, usually some sort of training or inspiration or someone like me shares, you know, intuition on this. So I want to I want I want to ask you to take that in and I want you to allow the opportunity to play with this play with these possibilities that you can stop the old insta reaction and that you can incorporate some stillness and that you can sit with the unknown And through your ritual and your discipline, you can learn, you can grow, you can change, you can evolve, you can mm, incorporate wisdom of which you can then turn around and start the art of listening and then turn around and start the art of communicating. And please don't push that. Go into this very calm, very grounded, very playful, and learn what you learn about you. And learn what you can learn about what it feels like to incorporate stillness. Learn what it feels like to incorporate disciplines, right? Learn what it feels like to fully listen to someone without a response with a zero Insta reactions. Learn what it feels like to incorporate the art of communication in your pen-to-paper conversational journaling. Asking questions, laying that pen down, and listening for those answers coming in from the unseen, from your higher self, from your intuitive abilities. And then transitioning that into communicating that love, that peace, that serenity to others. Oh, I love it. Remember, when we are heard, we heal. When I said in the beginning, some people get into a way of being where they collect bad or sad experiences. What I mean by collect is keep it on display. So it can continue to bother me, to bother you. Continue to hurt me, continue to hurt you. Attract more of the same to me. Attract more of the same to us, to you. That's what happens when you collect bad or sad experiences. I want us to be able to lay those down and again, step into creating what it is we desire. So let me ask you, when I say what it is we desire, would you say that you would desire for your significant other to sit with you and listen to you fully without condemning, without judging, without criticizing, without butting in, without cutting you off, (laughs) all those things? Well, That example of what you desire starts with you. When you're able to do it, give it, you're also able to receive it. You will truly teach people how easy it is to be in your presence, how easy it is to speak, how easy it is to express conversationally. But it starts with us. I'll never forget my very first couple client. And that comes from a woman went through my program and was like, Oh my God, will you please help my hubby? Right? And he got in to the program. And then from there, they asked me to work with them as a couple. So I'm on the phone with both of them. And that's how couple up or uncouple originated by request, but I'll never forget suggesting to him that he sit down with his significant other and that he say to her, I'm going to try something different. I would like for you to please listen to me all the way through. You can even take notes and you can even ask me questions and you can seek clarity when I'm done. I'm even going to ask you to check and see with me that I am done. He was like, okay, I'll try that. And so he did, and he didn't get two sentences out, and she imploded. She did the old merry-go-round of screw that, fuck that, you know, imploded, exploded, however you want to describe it. But she wasn't sitting and listening to his shit. And that's kind of what it is when you first begin, especially with couples who have gotten into the habit of doing that. It is not easy to sit there and listen to them. Because more than likely, they are criticizing, judging, condemning. (laughs) Right? You got to be okay with sitting and listening to that. Be okay with sitting and taking notes. Be okay with going over here on your own in stillness and writing to the God of your understanding about it. Be okay with coming back and saying, you know, what I heard you say was this, this, and this. I got to tell you, I can never sit with you and allow you to call me a (laughs) cunt. That's never going to be okay. I love myself more than that. I deserve and love myself way more than being called names and being verbally abused or emotionally abused and stuff. So I heard you. I heard that I can be a bitch. I heard that I can be controlling. And I want to work on those things. I really heard you. And it's not like you brought something new to me. I know that about me too. I've recognized I'm a bitch. But I also know that that's come about over the years because I've gotten so angry and or so resentful. And what that brings me to as I process this is we both will have to step in and stop some of those behaviors that are hurting each other. And we both will have to step in And one, learn to listen to the other and two, learn to process it and reach back out when we're calm, when we've processed it, when we're grounded, when we're centered and try to communicate the different aspects of what we're bringing to the table. No, I'm not ever going to, no, I possibly might not agree with you. Not ever. Take that out. I possibly might not agree with you on some things. But I believe that we joined in union and we have a unit because at some point we had common ground. And I know that through communication, more loving and understanding and compassionate communication, through having processed this on our own and bringing it back to the table to process together, that we can learn from each other if we honor and respect each other in the process, right? So that's kind of what unfolds. And that doesn't matter if it's your adult child or a teenager or a friend or an extended family member or a co-worker. This can all unfold beautifully when we take self-responsibility and accountability for our... Stillness, our sitting and waiting and being understanding about the unknown. In other words, if we just sit down and get still, we don't instantly get these answers. But if we sit and be still somewhat, be open to, willing, and curious, there are some answers that sneak in there and feel like whispers And make us feel like we know that we know that we know. That's our insight. That's our intuition. That's the unseen speaking to us. And three, if we develop rituals that we do every single day, maybe twice a day, to better connect with source. Better connect with the unseen. 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I do an hour and freaking love it. It's my me time, and it's, I'm, I'm devoted to it. I get up earlier so I can do that. When I started it, I had three kids and was a single mom. My first thought was, I do not have time to do this. And that's a lie. When I stopped lying to myself and thought, okay, if I get up an hour earlier, I'll have an hour me time. And then I can wake my kids up and start the process of getting ready for school. I chose it for me. I decided I loved me enough to do it. And once I got started doing it and I had such a great, a massive, mm, beautiful results, I never stopped doing. And that was 28 years ago. Okay. So let's step in just a minute to the really strong Strong patterns that are super, super hard to, to stop or change. And the one that I think of that I also experienced, y'all, was anger. No, put a big, big X through that. Let's call it rage. And I have clients, they don't admit it at first. But they will admit it eventually that they do have rage. It's almost like total blackouts where they aren't present and they can't remember what all they said. They were so rageful and what I call ugly. I was ugly. So, anger or rage, there's nothing wrong with anger, we can be upset. It's the rage where we can make a complete ass out of ourselves. We don't even know what we're saying and we say super, super hurtful things. We can't even remember it half the time. Is energy coming up and hitting our heart? It's like a burner on a stove with a teapot on it, right? if we took our finger and blocked the little hole, there would be an explosion. So I don't know if you know this or not. Most do not. there is a boiling that occurs before the explosion when we're talking about rage. And I'm going to tell you something else that most do not know. After that explosion of rage there is relief and that's ultimately what the person is looking for is relief of this tightness this resentment this mm, hateful kind of rage pissed-offedness they're looking for relief but they haven't learned the tools that i talked about earlier to address that boiling point And if they don't stop in their tracks and be committed to those six, six things that I talked about earlier, they'll never break this pattern. It is pent-up energy. And you're looking for, we're looking for, when we're rageful, the opportunity to lose it, to express it, to feel absolute, ultimate relief. Now, nobody is going to sit there and tell you they do it for relief. Most don't know it. And secondly, if they do know it, or if they get to this point in our training where they do know it, it's still super hard to admit that you do things for relief. It makes it easier to do it again and again and again when you get relief, it being the habit or the pattern. The same scenario, scenario rolls out for porn or lust or, you know, affairs, sexual ejaculation, etc. All of those things give instant relief. So the participant, the desirer of relief, doesn't realize that all these things are running his life and or her life. An analogy that I heard on this was really good. It was about you could get in a car and drive a 100 miles an hour and then get in the back seat. And that's what this rageful, impulsive habit pattern is like. You're getting in a car, you're driving 100 miles an hour, and then you jump in the back seat and let life just crash and burn and allow yourself to get hurt and in the in the process hurt no telling how many more people you got to become you got to become you got to choose become step into lean into loving yourself more than allowing that to happen and you got to choose those disciplines is how it has worked for me, me personally and professionally in my practice. My signature programs were designed by what I did that and downloads from who I call the God of my understanding creator, higher power, and all unseed entities they were my program is downloads from me, myself, and I doing the work and me, myself, and I experiencing the love of including the unseen, the God of my understanding, my spirit guides, my soul whom I call Sophia Love and on like that. So I want to go over these one more time so you can jot them down. And I want you to reach out to me in some way, shape, or form. I have a free complimentary test drive that's two hours that's not where I'm selling to you that's where I took my volunteer time that I did for 26 years and it took me 30 minutes to drive let's say to the detention center to work with kids I was there an hour and 30 minutes home I was like okay when the pandemic hit I will move those two hours to my practice so I'm not selling to you I am actually trying to help you And then in the end, I will tell you how you can connect further if you choose to, if you can afford to. If you can't, I'm telling you right now, I'm putting all the information out there. Just piece it together and start the process. I'm going to go over that with you here again in a second. Secondly, I have a super affordable, what I call five-man, five-person group where you're sitting with four other people. When I say super affordable... That's gonna start again in April I'm gonna open the doors again for another group in April two hundred and twenty two dollars I think that's I know that's twenty two dollars and twenty cents a session. you stop buying the excess the designer jeans or the lattes or 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 whatever it is you got to do to cut back to to get to you know two hundred and twenty two dollars or $22.20 a session. You need that way more than you need a vacation. <laughs> Just saying. Mm. So where was I? I was going to repeat these so you could write them down. We've got about two minutes left here. One. Embrace the art of stillness. Two. Sitting in the unknown for two or three days. Three. Three. Uh, Ritual or discipline. I I have the paper right now that you can have that starts that process for mastering feelings, aka emotions. Don't let them run you. You master those feelings. It won't feel like it when you first start that you can sit with those feelings for just 10 minutes and they will mm, calm down, but they will. And when you see that and feel that and experience that, then you're more than willing to go, mm. I also have other tools like writing what you're so pissed off about down and putting it in a God box like I give this to you, dear God. That is insta relief. I'm not shitting you. Where was I? Four, mastering feelings, a.k.a. emotions. Five, the art of listening to inner self and than others without response or reaction and six the art of communicating on paper pen to paper with higher power higher self and then taking what you learn and communicating it to others once that heat is off of that boiling teapot do you understand by taking this time you're taking the heat off of you and your people that you love so much I want you to love yourself enough to just do, start working on these little things. Why do people stop doing this? I always say it's because we don't cherish love of self enough. And we fall backwards in that conundrum. (laughs) I love you big. I'll see you next time. Have a great, great day. This is Teresa, signing off.